Hey guys, Chase here. Quick intro to the show. It's with a special guest and we're talking about making online courses, not just a course, not just a course that sells, but a course that sells and your customers are completing it and raving about it. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show! Party horns, party horns. Because today we're doing a show with three people in the office. You know what that means. That means it's going to be high energy, high, uh, uh, it's just going to be high is what it's going to be in Portland, Oregon. That's how that works. This is the Fizzle Show where we talk about things that are interesting to independent business builders. We call them indie entrepreneurs, people earning a living, doing something that they care about. This show is for those of you who are already doing it and for those of you who want to be doing it. And if you're new to this show, if you're new to learning how to create a business, Business that can actually pay your bills around a topic you actually care about. You should head over to fizzle.co slash toolkit. There we've got a little toolkit for you of some of our favorite free resources. That's fizzle.co slash toolkit. In the office with me today, the Fizzle Business Office, which is in my house. I have Corbett Barr. Say hello, Corbett Barr. It's more of a recording studio, I'd say. It's more of a workshop. It's like Santa's little workshop in here. With soft lighting. With soft lighting. And that voice is Vanessa Van Edwards. Say hi, Vanessa. Hello. Steph Crowder is out. She's speaking at an event. That's right. Speaking at an event for makers in, where was it? Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville. Which I guess is the Etsy capital of the country. It is. They say. Which is now a thing that we can say about a town. Yeah. It's the Etsy capital. So we've got Vanessa Van Edwards, and we're here talking about, I think, a really important topic for a lot of us. You know that there is this opportunity today to build a platform around something that you actually know how to do that maybe other people don't know how to do, right? And one of the ways that you monetize that is doing an online course, or if this was about five years ago, we'd call them an Mm e-course, right? You know, an e-course. So what what, what I want to get into today is a special way of looking at these courses that Vanessa's sort of put together over time because she's made tons of courses. Us at Fizzle, we've made tons of courses. Mm -hmm. We're constantly launching courses in our businesses, both of us, and we're creating these courses that hopefully get someone from point A to point B, teach them an actual specific thing, get them the results. But as I think about just where we should start this conversation... Let's get into the headspace of like of a person out there is like, oh yeah, I love it. This this is perfect. I've been thinking about making a course. Vanessa, what are like what are the things that are top of mind for people or what are the fears that people have when they're thinking about making a course as you as you picture it? Yeah, I think that most people are thinking about their expertise, which is mm-hmm. a good place to start, right? They're thinking, yeah. I'm really good at something. I want to share it. I want to teach it. Mm. And that is the perfect place to start because obviously you have to be good at something to be able to teach it. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. And this is the big caveat is I think that some of the most successful courses out there are actually people who are good at what they do, but they're really great at teaching. Mm. Yeah. And this is the problem is just because you're great at something and you're going to be great at teaching it. Right. Mm. Yeah. And if you're if you're really great at something, you might actually not be good at teaching it because you're so far down the path of expertise that you don't know how to relate to beginners anymore. Yes, exactly. Mm. And so I think the first thing you want to think is, what am I good at? Not, not, it doesn't have to be great. What am I really good at? And maybe even what did I learn myself from the beginning? Mm. And the reason for this is because I have found that people who are very naturally good at something, you know, for example, I teach people skills. 
I am not naturally good with people. I'm not an extrovert. I'm very awkward. Yep. And so I had to break down. <laughs> Wait, what? Have, what are you saying? Have, You're like one of the most extroverted, good no. at people people I know. That's learned. Okay. That's so learned. it's all a coping mechanism for some big fear that Vanessa has in her life for yes. real. Don't you <laughs> okay. remember the photo from the inside of the book flap that we talked about yes, last that's time? Right. Me that's and my right. Pod vest. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> absolutely okay. So I'm a you, recovering awkward person. A recovering yes. awkward person. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think in a way, so when you look at extroverts and you ask them, Hey, how do you work a room? They answer like you just do, you know, you just go in, you be yourself. Yeah. Well, for an awkward person, be yourself is like a death wish. It's mm-hmm. like myself is an, a neurotic, mm-hmm. anxious, yeah. worrying person. So it's actually, what are you good at? What have you learned from scratch? Mm. Can you re-break down that process to then try to teach someone else? Okay. Wait, That's hold on. It. Say that again. What are you good at? Mm-hmm. What have you learned from scratch? Mm-hmm. And then how do you relearn that process so you can break it down for someone else? Yes. And it's okay. a very different way of thinking. I think most people think I'm an expert mathematician or, um, you know, I've always naturally been good at this thing. I'm going to teach it. You actually have a harder time creating curriculum mm-hmm. than the average person because courses are the biggest challenges are creating a digestible curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to break down your expertise into something that's digestible. And then second, completion rates. Getting students to actually be able to. Yeah, they're atrocious <gasps> for most people. Mm. Like they're in the single horrible. digits a lot of times. Oh, they're horrible. Let me. So, one of the interesting things is I started in courses kind of accidentally, did not think it would work, and it ended up being a huge success. One of my favorite things is to go into my courses mm-hmm. and to look at my drop off rates. Okay. And you can actually see with a lot of softwares exactly where someone stops watching a video. Mm. So, in the very first course, what I did is I put up a course, I filmed it in my kitchen. So, it was a, it was a course that I was teaching live mm-hmm. to corporations on Body language, secrets of body language. Easy to do body language and video and in person. So I was mm-hmm. like, great, I'll do a video course. Yeah. Filmed it on my iPhone in my kitchen. I had no professional lights. I bought a $40 microphone from Amazon. Yeah. The most like basic, yeah. you know, hustle you could think of. Yeah. Filmed it, you know, based on my corporate slides, about three or four hours, posted up on Udemy, which we can talk about platforms in a second. And within 24 hours, it had sold over 300 courses, uh. um, which was I was like, I want 30. Like that was my, that was my goal. So what I started to do was I watched students take the course. And what I realized were there were certain lectures where I lost students, Mm. which was bad because it meant A, they weren't having behavior change. B, I wasn't going to get good reviews because they they bought the course, but they weren't finishing the course. And C, they weren't going to show up in their workplace and be this amazing testimonial for other people. Totally. So I started to take the lectures that were doing poorly, take them down, rewrite them to see if I could extend the watch bar just a little bit more. Yeah, totally. And what I realized is that curriculum creation piece needs to be thought of from the very beginning. If you don't think about the curriculum creation, you create courses that either aren't watched, aren't taken, or aren't reviewed. So you're saying one of the big problems is not just creating a course that is sellable. Like that when I think of of what I want to get through people's heads when they think about courses, I think of of I want you not to make a course. I want you to make a course that sells. Right. That's the first thing that I think mm-hmm. about. Then I think about there's a, chi- a child just literally walking in the room. They literally lost points. There's like 15 people downstairs <laughs> in my house and four children. And, and one of the children's walked in. And, and, and I, all I asked was bonus points if none of the kids walk in. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's okay. And little bear really just cute. walked in. He's super really cute. cute. Super yeah. cute. Curly hair. Superman. Don't even shirt. know who that kid was. <laughs> Come on. It's amazing. So um, I think about, you know, it's not just that you want to create a course. That's cool. You want to create a course that sells, right? And, and, 
And now you're telling me yeah. you've got to make a course that not just is made, that not just sells, but then they also complete that course and get the get the juice from it. So they're telling their friends about it. Exactly. Because course creation is not a linear process. It's a cycle. Wow. Tell okay. me what you mean by that. Okay. So what you just said was create a course and sell it. That feels very linear, linear right? And then mm-hmm. you create the other course and it's sort of rows, rows mm-hmm. of courses. And then, and then, yay, they buy, they, they sell it. That's it. Yeah. It's actually a cycle. If someone, if you create the course, and it's a great course, kudos to you. It's hard to create a great course. Yeah. We can yeah. talk about that. Step whole, one. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. That's, a whole, that's a big step in itself. Yeah. We can talk about each. Step two, sell it, market it, brand it, create a promo, create a great course image, all that stuff, right? Yep. And there's a checklist there. Mm-hmm. The third piece is what completes the cycle. Makes, it's what makes it your sales keep going. Mm-hmm. Because if they complete it, they're walking testimonials for you. Whether you teach business or people skills or mathematics, they're walking around being like, I just took this amazing course. Mm-hmm. I finished it and now I'm successful at this thing. Mm-hmm. They give you reviews and then they buy more courses. So it's this beautiful cycle. Yeah. And so courses should actually be circles, like kind of a spiral that just keeps going up. And that's exactly what we have accidentally. Looking back, I can now see that. This is the advice I wish I had gotten. Right. Um, that we figured out uh, over uh, 11 courses, unfortunately, took us that long to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, so you've created 11 courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vanessa is, we wanted to have her on because she's one of the most prolific and successful course creators that we know. Yeah. Oh, and you've done, you've been doing this for how long? Uh, since 2012. Okay. Now, I mean, that's a long I wanna, time. I want to go back to a little bit to how did you get into, yeah. how did you get into this course stuff? Yeah. Like, when did this start? What was the first course or can you take me back? Sure. So I was doing, I had a blog and I had a decent social media presence. We had, of course, lead magnets and newsletters and I was doing corporate consulting. So I was doing body language, communication skills, um, pe- you know, relationships and people in the workplace. Um, and I was thinking about writing a book and I wrote, I self-published a book, which was okay, but it's very hard to teach effectively in a book, especially body especially language. Especially body language, <laughs> right, right. Really hard. You're like showing photos of like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, trying to say, like, you know, for example, if I do the uh, a gesture with my fingers, it takes me 15 sentences to explain it, but I can just show you it's this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For listeners, yeah. I bet you're wondering what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it really is cool. really naughty. Really cool. That is a naughty one. <laughs> that honestly, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Okay. So yeah. you made this ebook on body language. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was selling. It was okay. But the next step was like, okay, I, I was like, I have all these slides that I teach corporate. What if I just did them on video? Mm-hmm. And um, my husband actually said to me, you know, there's this course platform I heard of called Udemy. You know, maybe you should use that because you have a decent newsletter subscriber, but like not that big. Mm-hmm. Have, that's what they specialize in. And this is, I think, one of the most important things is leverage other people's platforms mm-hmm. because it's a win-win, right? Which is interesting, right? I think there are a lot of people who don't do that. A yes. lot of a lot of uh, members in Fizzle, I know they're thinking about creating a course and they just intend to do it all on their own. Right. Mm. If you have a newsletter list of, um, if you have thousand true fans, then you can do it on yourself. You can do it yourself. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Okay. But if you do not have a thousand true fans, and I mean real, I mean real true fans, mm-hmm. then I would highly recommend at least thinking about your platform play. Yeah. So I started on Udemy. And again, I, I did my exact corporate presentation uh, broken up by the Udemy guidelines. They had like some great kind of instructor guidelines. Yep. Um, and I think that the key was the reason why this course sold so well is because A, I was one of the first in the market. It was sort of the wild yeah. west back yeah. then. Now everyone has a course, but back then they didn't. Mm-hmm. I was also one of the few people who wasn't talking over slides. Right. Mm-hmm. Please. You actually looked at the camera. Yes. <laughs> please. If you're going to do an online course, please turn on your camera. Yeah. Um, because then it's really just um, an, a podcast with slides. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, I think, a huge differentiator 
immediately. Was that iPhone one with the $40? Yes. That, that was, was your first, first one? That was my first course. Okay. iPhone, kitchen. And you yeah. had the benefit of having done this as a workshop, yes. right? You had done it live. Would you recommend that for people to try to do something live so they can? Yes. Very, for one, very much for one specific reason, the questions. So when you're teaching something live with people, and, yeah. I, and I say, for example, I teach um, something called decoding and encoding. So there's two different parts of body language. You decode people's nonverbal cues. Like I'm looking at you guys right now. And if I say something confusing, I see suspicion on your face. Suspicion is when you harden your lower lids at someone. Mm-hmm. If I see suspicion, I know that I need to We both going. start hardening our lower mm-hmm. lids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. very oh, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. right. You, you, you immediately yeah. go into like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's Something's fishy yeah. here. <laughs> Your voice tone immediately changes. I immediately go into an English accent. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but that happens a lot. Yeah. Okay, so when you're looking at the body language, you're, you're deco- people decoding. are constantly decoding. Yes. So if I'm teaching from stage or even like in a like a small group session, and I say, um, so uh, encoding is when you send social signals and someone shows suspicion at me, I know that I need to define encoding. In fact, I should probably add a slide with a written definition mm-hmm. because then people can see it and they can hear it. Yeah. So I was adapting my slides every single time I live taught to yeah. just increase comprehension. Right. And if you had just gone straight to recording this on video, you wouldn't know no how idea. people are reacting. Talk about low completion rates. Yeah. I would, then I would have really struggled because what was interesting was I put up this course and we got hundreds of sales right away. And so I had all this da- data coming through of people watching. And for example, I think one of the one of the s- lessons that we had was on micro expressions, which mm-hmm. is like facial expressions. And I noticed that that one got really good follow through, but the next one, people weren't going back. And I was like, what is happening here? Mm. Why this video does so well? Why is the next one not doing so well? And I remember that when I'm teaching this live, I always have a practice. Mm. Like I make people do two truths and a lie mm. with me mm-hmm. and there's like an activity there. And so when I went and I asked a couple of students, you know, did you like, which was your favorite section? They said, we love that section. We wish we had more practice, like pictures to look at videos. So I started adding pictures and videos of Britney Spears lying and Anthony Weiner lying. Yeah. And my completion rates shot yeah. back up. Yeah. Interesting choices you had there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. So like, uh-huh. I think that um, teaching it live can be very helpful in creating a course that's more successful off the bat. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a no. It's it's totally clear that if you present this just even one time through, yeah, it's going to get so much stronger the next time. And oh, sorry, go ahead, Corbett. I was going to say practically, you could do that live, like you do for corporate workshops or something like that, or you could just invite people from your list to hundred percent. It can be a webinar. Yeah. So now, now that we are doing this, so I'm creating another course that actually launches this week. And we are doing webinar first. I'm teaching it live first. Why? Because I've created enough courses on the back end to know that if I script out and record the entire thing in my studio, because now we have a studio, we have a a video person, Robbie Smith, on our team. I spent all that time creating it. And then there's one thing wrong with the curriculum. Yeah, It's so hard to refilm. So so now I teach live first Mm -hmm. because I've learned that. So when you teach live, here's a couple of things to keep in mind. One is the questions that people are asking like actually raising their hands and also the kind of micro messages, the suspicion, someone saying, wait, what? Uh, people, when they're furiously taking notes, that's another time yeah. to be like, ooh, something mm-hmm. here, they're getting it. They like this. I should maybe make this a worksheet. So, and how will this work for you? Like for your next course, yeah. will you be doing a webinar or? Yes. Okay. So now now I know the, the framework. So it's uh, a free webinar first. Um, and that's like to 
you always teach in the free webinar. You always give away really good content first. Yep. Then you go over what they would learn in the actual course. And the actual course we're filming live over three days. Mm. And the great part about this is I'll have chat and polls as well as post and pre-surveys mm-hmm. to find out exactly what worked and what didn't. Then all the recordings will go into my LMS, my learning management system. Okay. We can talk about that in a second. Mm. And I will actually probably film it live three or four sessions um, to get it perfect. Okay. Until it's fine for Evergreen. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I actually will you like will you will you like wear the same outfit so yeah. that if yep. you want to use one video from one session you can yes. got it yeah, yeah and I actually have like we have a set with like tape on the ground like we know exactly where things are yeah. um just to make sure that we're gonna be, I can easily go in and refilm it um and the other thing I was gonna say when you're teaching live so not only questions not only when people are furiously taking notes that is your perfect time for testimonials yeah so if you don't teach it live first you launch a course with no social proof. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest thing was I already had testimonials from these meeting planners that I was able to say, you know, put into the bottom of the course description. Right. And just even two or three. Yeah, it starting, makes a big difference. You know, yeah. And also then they think, well, this teacher has taught before. Yeah. They, they want to learn from someone who is actually taught And they're before. talking about that specific course. In the, I love this course because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If you can. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. So if you have someone who loves you and is a true fan and says, yeah. you know, I love everything Vanessa does. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's okay. So so you you said free webinar, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a short version where you're just really talking about the high-level concepts and what the full course will entail. Yeah. It's a bit of a sales process, but it also helps you to start the the ball rolling on the material. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, like for example, just to be really specific, so we our course that's launching is called People School. So it's like all the people schools you didn't learn in school. Mm-hmm. And so I'm teaching the first lesson in the free webinar, which actually is great on its own. It's called mm-hmm. the career development plan, but it's also our anchor for the entire course. Yeah. So by teaching in an orientation, right. if people can't afford the course, no worries. They benefit by having it, but it's also the very first lesson. So yeah. they've already started. They've already started. Because I will tell you, starting is hard. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. And I've sold a lot of courses. How many times people will give me money to buy the course and then not start it? Yeah. It's, it's incredibly shocking. Yeah. You're begging them to start the course they right. just bought. Yeah. Right. And again, that's the third piece that people don't think about. People so, buy things aspirationally, right? <laughs> 100%. Or they save it like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. You know. But if I've already given them the first lesson, I can say, you already started. Yeah. yeah. You already, you already, you already know, know what this is yeah, like. Just hit play on the next one. That's it. And, yeah. they, and also they want to, know what, want to know what to do with their career development plan mm-hmm. like yeah. once they have it. Totally. So you don't have to do webinar. And I will. we can talk about platforms if you want. A lot of platforms don't allow for that. Sure. They don't um, allow for a free webinar why? before? No. Um, a lot of them, so there's a couple different platforms out there. So there's Udemy, which is, I think, mm-hmm. one of the biggest. You have Skillshare. Yep. You have Linda. You have Creative Live. Um, those are the big, am I missing any? No, that sounds... There's Skillshare. Did you mention that? Skillshare, yep. yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, and then, so those are platforms. Yep. They are people with existing audiences. The next bucket is called uh, learning management softwares, LMS. Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple of those too. Now, the difference with these are that they don't come with their own built-in audience. Yeah. So these big ones are, we use Thinkific. Mm-hmm. There's also Teachable. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Zippy Courses, Derek Halpern's, mm-hmm. um, those are, they do not have their own audience. So yeah. you would put that onto your website. So those are kind of the two different buckets you can think about that we yeah. explored a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, you said free webinar. Then you mentioned teaching live in several cycles, mm-hmm. three or four times. In that case, are you charging for that? Yeah. 
Okay. Beta classes. So it's basically like people are taking the course, but they're getting more access to you because they can ask live questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're also getting more raw material because it's the first time that you've gone through it. And for a couple of them, if you're a beta student, not only do you pay less and get more access, you're also going to get the iterations. Mm -hmm. So you might get lessons that I'm going to take out later, but you got them the first Mm -hmm. time. You're also going to get the new lessons. And that's one of the things when you're first selling, you can say, as a beta student, your bonus is not only are you going to get me teaching live, you're also going to get a lifetime value. So you're going to get these lessons as well as like iterations down Mm -hmm. the line. And so people are, you're more likely to get those first few buys. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay. So tell me, so I'm liking this, this going, walking through the sequence really quick. I like this, this idea of the free webinar, which is our first lesson in our course, which is basically the thing that sets up the whole need for this course anyways, right? I'm assuming you're like body language. Here's what life was like without good body language or not being able to read or decode or or encode body language. You're showing all the pain of this thing. You're also showing, giving like some essential first step at alleviating that pain. Exactly. And to be even more specific, I actually follow the spark line for each of my webinars and most of my classes. I wouldn't say all, but most of them. So the spark line is Nancy Duarte's creation mm-hmm. um, i would highly recommend her ted talk it's mm-hmm. also the name of our blog mm-hmm. oh. it is I, did yeah. we know that it I was that, that. We did not. well a spark line is a is a, a type of graph yeah it's a little graph yeah mm-hmm. it's a little text size graph yeah but nancy duarte's spark line yes yeah, so is she, she analyzed uh some of the most his, famous historical speeches yeah and she found that uh, yes. all of them fall into the same pattern mm-hmm. um she recommends that should be every the way that everyone teaches that is also the way that i teach yeah. and it is been very successful so most basically and she does this far better than i do but here's what it is in a nutshell so for people orientation people school orientation i start off with uh what is so the problem so what is is you have um difficult conversations with colleagues you don't know how to build rapport with clients um you're uncomfortable walking into a room it's very it's geared for professionals yeah the next thing is what could be so this is like the ideal future. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite problem solution. It's more about describing their current circumstance. And when you describe someone's current circumstance and they hear like, wow, that's me every day. Like you walk into the lunchroom and you don't have anyone to sit with, right? Like yeah. that's a very current thing. And then what could be like, you're the office MVP. So one of our big pushes for this course is being an office MVP. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone wants you on their team. Everyone likes you. People want to hang out with you. They want to hear your opinions. Mm-hmm. That's what could be. Right. So mm. our students. So you, want you set that. up a gap. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you are constantly bouncing between. And if you watch my orientation, you will see that there is a is slide, a could be slide, an is slide, mm-hmm. a could be slide. And I frame it like differently each time, but you're going back yeah. and forth between this big gap. Yeah. There, I think it's, it was her TED talk, Nancy Duarte's TED talk. She taught, she like shows how she, how she graphed like MLK's like an MLK speech, speech or something yeah. and Gandhi's speech and it's just like ba da ba da ba da ba da 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 ba da ba da 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 ba da and then yeah. and then ba da ba da which is the plan uh-huh. right right like that's exactly right. the tone of voice you and want. so is this just in your um, initial lesson or your sales video or is this something you continue throughout I tend to do it th- for most of my lectures it's how um, people really like mm. to learn. So not only for the overall course, but for each individual topic. A module, yes. Because what I've noticed is in a course, in any given lesson, a lesson is basically a piece of media to get them to get one thing. 
And when I'm setting up the contrast, the darkness and the light on that one thing, mm-hmm. and that's like the one step of that plan, mm-hmm. right? That I'm teaching in this lesson. It's like they get, like I get them to to be, I get them to have one image when they walk away from this, and yes. so I need that to be the thing that I'm hitting throughout again and again and again, visually as well as you know with words and stuff. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because one of the things she talks about is um, creating a repeatable phrase or moment. Yeah. So there was a, a speech I gave at WDS, the, the, the conference, and um, my repeatable thing, and you can do this with an image or um, a phrase, yeah. was um, it took me 11 years to find my voice. It took me 11 years to find my people. It took me 11 years to uh, find my tribe. Yeah. And I repeated that throughout the, the and by the end, people were expecting it. Mm. And so we like to have those anchors all mm. the way through. Yeah, totally. Because it is. I mean, you, when you when someone walks away from this, it feels so good when to them when they know what they just got into, mm-hmm. right? And so when they can say it's 11 something, there's 11 years to find my voice, 11 years to find people, people you know, tribe, yeah. it's that kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah. And what you're telling then the, the message in that is it takes time. It's a, exactly. It takes time. Right? right. And so that one little construct preaches the whole thing. And and so I, for me, I don't know, like I just did the, the convert kit talk that I did. Oh, yeah. Great it was talk. Similar. Everyone should go watch it. Thank it's you. Amazing. Similarly, I was like, if you can't, feel it now you won't feel it then i just kept coming back to that and then (laughs) you know uh we're not supposed to mention this guy for a lot of reasons but a famous old comedian said you don't have to be funny all the time you just have to be interesting Mm -hmm. and there's something that i take with that when i go into a course where it's like (laughs) what who what was it cosby (laughs) who are are we not supposed to mention (laughs) it's the information gap corbett The, the, what uh, is what could be. <laughs> the uh, the thing that I take from that as I go into courses is that sense of of as long as I'm keeping anchoring this thing, I can go tell the story because it's interesting. If there's just even a little bit a of a, just a thread that connects to my point, then they'll be like, oh yeah, it was the airplane story guy. If you're not feeling it now, you won't feel it then. Because if you can anchor it in some sort of a, of an emotional image that way, and if there's if it's just interesting, I don't know. I, that's one of the things with courses. Like You're like, once I started adding pictures of you know Britney Spears yes. and her lying, that because it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting and it just happens to be reinforcing the the message that we're saying yeah you know actually this so there's an interesting story that um i learned a lot as a teacher in this moment of this idea that you have to have this one theme or thesis i mean mm. when you were in high school your teachers were always like what's your thesis everything should go back to the thesis it's the same thing in a course and we often can get in the weeds mm-hmm. and forget the main idea so right in one of my early days i was teaching um uh, uh i think it was um, my, my basic presentation on like people skills and body language yeah. in that course, it was a live course. I have a video of a baby laughing at its mom's mom's blowing her nose. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video? It's like, I haven't. Okay. No. It's, it's very funny. Sounds adorable. Yeah, yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Um, now I did not do a good job of linking that video uh. to my main idea. My main idea is that body language is a superpower. If you yeah. know how to activate it, it's just like dormant in you unless you know how to activate yeah. it. But I wasn't hitting that theme. And so I showed all these body language things, showed this really cute video. I met a guy three years later who was in that presentation. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, you know, I loved your presentation. And his wife was standing there and she goes, oh, what was it about? And I, I was quiet because I wanted to hear what he yeah. thought it was about. Yeah. He goes, well, you know, it was about babies. <laughs> babies and, and laughing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. And I had this moment of just like, totally. oh, oh no. Yeah. That's what he remembered what was interesting. Yeah. And I didn't tie it into my main idea. This is this is what I've learned as well. It's like I you can the real art of this is when you find a story that does hit that message so hard. That is what good communication is. Is it's keeping light, keeping interesting, keeping fun, telling story. But then the surprise is like, oh my God, it's exactly the one, like it's like the one thing mm-hmm. that I'm actually talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that image of, for instance, on the talk for ConvertKit I did, there's this guy who, who has this million dollar plane and he's flying it around. He's his first perfect day of learning how to fly and it was like this moment when he comes around the corner and sees basically a bigger better jet than his and his whole thing just drops mm-hmm. and, and it's like, like if you can't feel it now you won't feel it then this idea of you've just had your first perfect day you bought a million dollar jet you're crushing it yeah. and yet There'll you're the low man jet. on the totem pole There'll always be a bigger always jet. right <laughs> yes. and it's that sort of sense so i i I, that one I worked on so lo- so much, just lightly, that I finally just had it chiseled down. But I find that with courses, like I just filmed a course that we're going to be launching soon. Um, and this was the first time that I, uh, I kind of just, I had each of my, I did a lot of work on the, on the first lesson. Mm. Like the, that the one that's going to be the sales video, that's basically. Right. And it's just like, this is the whole reason why you need this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you notice how this sort of thing happens. And if I really nail that. What's the course about? It's about doing a daily direction practice ah, cool. with journaling. Cool. So a little five minute journaling practice to help you figure out exactly. Five minute practice that takes a couple hours to teach. <laughs> it takes a long time to teach because it took me a, a year to learn, you know? So, yeah. but it's like, that's what I love about these kinds of things is, is you really, you do, you go learn something like the body language stuff you're talking about. And then you come back and you have to communicate this. Now I, as you can tell, given the length of this monologue right now, am fairly long winded and, and enjoy <laughs> conversational stuff. So when I listen and learn stuff, it's always in podcasts. Long form, in depth, mm-hmm. honest, raw, unedited interviews, right. conversations. Right. So I want. I'm finding ways to try to make some of that happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what I landed on? I landed on the like nightly news prompter guy, where it's like the graphic up on the right, while while he's. Yes. Uh, it's like uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Yes. And I'm just halfway through editing the course now, and I'm like. Oh my God, this is such a big difference. Yeah. This is such well, a big difference. Well, you did talk about how like throughout a lesson, a 20 minute lesson or whatever, yeah. the same image comes back repeated yes. times. It's mm-hmm. the touchstone. Boom, 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 boom. Like, it's the thread. Like, yeah. So, so we can get down to mechanics here. So like, okay, you're thinking about creating a course. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things you should think about. So maybe step one is um, the technology. So uh, we've used Camtasia before. Like you can do a ScreenFlow software with mm-hmm. your picture yeah. in the bottom corner, or you can reverse that and have you be the main picture and have a right. slider image up totally. to your right or left. Yeah. You could also have a U full screen with the slides coming in over you. Yeah. Right. So they, they're kind of bouncing between. I, that's one of my favorites, mm. actually, because I find that it makes people keep looking at the screen. Yeah. yeah. Because you're on screen and then the, slide, then the slide comes in and, then it goes and then, away. Yeah. Then you're, and they want to read it before it goes away. Yeah. So that's totally. one of my favorites. But I also will do a picture within a screen. Um, so you want to think about the technology. Then you also want to think about um, the, the free part, the very first lesson, yeah. as well as the content. And yeah. The, the big thing you want to think about from a content perspective is what's the one thing that I want people to walk away with this course knowing? Mm. The one thing. Yeah. Not a thousand things, just the one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how many modules will it take for me to teach that thing? 
And then what's the one thing for each module? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is a, so say that the, again. What's the one thing of the course? One thing you want people to walk away with the course having, knowing, or doing. Yeah. And then how many modules will it take me to teach that? Yeah. And then what's the one thing they need to know from each module? Yeah, it's it's basically an outline, it, right? It's, it's it's exactly like that. I just reframing it a little differently because I've found that if you work off of an outline for a course, you can get real far away from the thesis real fast. Uh huh. Right. Um, like so, for example, one of our our big ones uh, be the office MVP. Okay, so I'm like, okay, if my goal is for them to walk away being the office MVP, mm-hmm. how many modules will it take for me to to teach that? Okay, so I found twelve modules. The first module, the one thing is priming behavior. Mm -hmm. So how do you not only predict behavior of your office employees, but actually prime it to be what you want? Yeah. That's the one promise of that first module. How Mm -hmm. do you say it again? Predict? How do you predict your employee, your teammate and colleague boss's behavior Mm -hmm. and how do you prime it to be more what you want? Yeah. Second lesson is about charisma, right? So I know each and every module and the one thing I want and that way it doesn't get you too far away totally. from... Well, it's so essential. It's just so essential. And I, th- I think it takes people a long time to learn that. Yeah. That in each lesson, you get to say one thing. And you need to repeat it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you can anchor that in a story and, and or a phrase mm-hmm. that's like, don't go before you know. You know, just like <laughs> yeah. something with any mnemonic yeah. like help you can possibly get. Yes. That as long as it as long as it applies to the point you're making, but because that I love what you just said. It's so simple because as we're thinking about this is all co- couched within this idea of curriculum. One of the hardest things is making curriculum that people will actually stick through. Okay, um, when we think about the curriculum, what Vanessa just encouraged us to do is what is the one thing I want this course to give them or that they walk away with? What's the payoff or the payload of mm-hmm. this course? And it's one thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you do three things, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot, right? You got to say it's one thing. And so for your people skills course. Well, we'll do a different one. Just give okay. a different example. So like for my lie detection course, yeah. it's be able to spot lies with 80% accuracy. Be able to spot lies mm-hmm. with 80%. No, it's almost like the headline. It, right. It's like it, on, so we can get into marketing if you want. Yeah, um, yeah but well, before we go into that, or, or or instead of that, like just that sense of how clear that is, it is like a headline. Yeah. you're right, Corbett. Yeah. So that sense of it is so utterly clear what it is you're offering. Yes, what you're what they're going to walk away from this with, and that helps them and you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like that helps them have a very distinct. Like you go faster down a tunnel when you can see the light at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't know where you're going right you get you, you stop you're like it's too dark i yeah. don't know where i'm going should i turn and then you end up running into a wall yeah so it helps you create the course but it also helps them finish it so yeah. at, when you after you think about the 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 one goal of the course in each module i also want you to think from a curriculum perspective about learning activities mm. so this is something that mm. i did not do in my first few courses please do not go by my first few courses yeah. <laughs> okay please they are not good examples of this yeah um where i thought ah i will just give information Yep. Right? That's what a teacher does. They just give information. Yeah. But there, there's a big, big difference between giving information and making people inspired to take the information and do something with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other thing you have to think about is you have all the, the one thing and then the one thing per module is how can you get them to adopt the information? Mm-hmm. They're sitting there at the, in their bed, at their desk, or on a commute. And by the way, that is those are the three areas. We know this. Yeah. It's the three areas where people are probably going to be watching your course. Yeah, when yeah. people ask like, hey, why can't I watch your course on my iPhone? It's because they're actually watching it on the train or Correct. whatever. Correct. Yeah. And they often do not have a pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're usually in public. They're or treating like, it like 
like a like a podcast. They really are treating it like like information I'm just putting into my brain because yeah, this could be helpful. Let's see. Yeah, like and I used to think that like wishful thinking that someone would like set aside a whole Saturday. I know. You know mm-hmm. I still like I still fantasize about that. That's yeah. I, like I haven't quite fully come to terms with the fact. Some people that, do. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that person, go buy my course and then tell me about it. Yeah. Like that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Most people are kind of half watching a lot of programmers. We have a lot of programmers who buy our courses. A lot of them will do it will watch courses while they're doing soft work. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that I'm only half in their brain, which yeah. is another mm-hmm. reason why I want to make it super engaging. So think about for every module, what is the exercise that you mm-hmm. are giving them? This, yes, it can be homework, but think beyond homework. Like, is it um, uh, an audit of something that they already do? Like, for example, one of the things that we do is I make them go put in one of their canned response emails or a typical email into the app readable.io. Mm-hmm. It like tells you your quality of writing. Mm, yeah, oh, cool. It's a very interactive thing and you immediately get graded on it. Yeah. So I make them go take their email canned responses and copy and paste them into this app and they're able to see literally I communicate effectively or I do not. Wow. Mm, right, it's like awesome. a very, very yeah. practical thing yeah. to do. So um, that's that's like think about those activities. It could be polls, it could be quizzes, it could be a, a challenge with a partner. Yeah, um, it could be a worksheet, and that brings me to the next thing to think about, which is what are your learning uh, supporters? So like, are you going to have worksheets? Yeah, you gonna have workbooks. Are you going to have transcripts? And right. believe me, people will ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. What I've what I've noticed is with Fizzle. What honestly, like I'm noticing about our courses is we take a concept that's important for business and turn it into a one page worksheet. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah, that's kind of the one of the the big payload the is big there's payload. a one page worksheet that they get at the end of it, and, and which is supposed to deliver on that thing that you which talked is about, all that, the important stuff about this on one simple thing you could use a pencil on and you could do it for every business idea or blog post that you have. So right? that's that's an interesting idea. So courses have a lot of promises, right? Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be make you more money. It can be uh, make you healthier. It could also be save you time. And so if you're creating a one sheet, mm-hmm. that's actually a benefit you want to share up front, yeah. which is you don't have to have a 140-page book mm-hmm. to get this done. In fact, we've taken years of experience. Yeah. You will watch this course and you will be able to have a one sheet. That will save you time. So remember, your benefits are not just learning. Mm-hmm. It's also time earning money, mm-hmm. being healthier, being happier. So yeah. That would be a bonus that I would so offer. So with you, this idea, I love this idea of getting people thinking about learning activities. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a, like one of your favorite learning activities that you've incorporated in one of your courses? Yeah. So uh, for our lie detection course, we actually got real people to lie to us in our lab on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I put them into like a little quiz and it's two truths and a lie. So I make people play Two Truths and a Lie with me with these real people lying. Mm-hmm. The best part, so they get to play, and that's it's really fun to try to right. guess with these lies. And the lies yeah. are funny. Like, some of them are really funny. But the best part of it is I actually make them do their video first. Yeah. So they play with themselves. So okay. they can then identify their own tells. Wow, that's cool. So the it's a game, but it's also a way to look at your own video and be like, wow, when I lie, I lift my left shoulder. Uh-huh. Or I smile like an yeah. idiot. You know, like... Yeah. And so it's a clever way. And who loves more than to think about themselves? Yeah. Exactly. And so it's a clever way to get them to record a video, um, analyze their own video, and then also practice. Yeah. Right. Practice with these, with these, um, two truths and a lie. So that was like a really fascinating. Yeah. 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 And that's the kind of thing that if you do do it, it's like all of a sudden you're 200% more invested in this course. And you talk about it. Yeah. So the best part is, is we get more referrals from that quiz, which we have open to the public. Mm-hmm. So in just that part of the course, 
it's open for free preview, which means that, so this is another thing to think about is on a lot of platforms, including um, Thinkific and a lot of the LMS softwares, you can have one of your modules be free preview. Now think about this very strategically. It's not always the first one. So for us, we had this lie detection quiz on free preview. Why? Because if you're on the course page and you're looking that closely at the curriculum and it says free preview, you then take the the course of people lying. You're like doing these videos. You're like, ooh, this was kind of fun. I want to know how to spot these lies yeah, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great way to get people in. And then people send it to their friends because they yeah. want to see if they can do better than their friends. Yeah, interesting. Got it. Yeah, so if you if you used one of these things as the free module, then it's a little, it has this little bit of a viral exactly. thing in there because it is interesting. It is something you could share to friends and stuff. So exactly. I just want to remind our listeners that we're talking essentially about graduate level I'm sorry. Course this is very stuff. Okay. Here, right? Yes. I'm okay. so sorry. No, this no, no. Is, this is great. This yeah. is why we're we want to have PhD. you on. PhD. Yes. Uh, the but, beginner. But you didn't get here no. in your first course. So let's talk about my first course, just the very basics. Okay. The very basics. Yeah. You can do this with your phone. Well, no, let's talk about this. Let's talk about okay. what would you do right now if you were starting all over again with your first course. You didn't yeah. have your audience. Yeah. You didn't have anything else. You've but never like, made a course before. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I would um, think about what I'm really good at. I mm-hmm. would break that down into how I learned it. Think about the one thing that I want someone to learn, the modules I have to teach. Okay. And before going too far, I would create basic slides and I would give at least three presentations of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Friends, local Rotary Club, any, anyone who's an adult, not a dog, not a kid, right? Because you have to get that feedback to perfect those slides, to get their Q&A, to mm-hmm. figure out what worked and what didn't work. After three you're good enough. You could probably put up an MVP. I'm very big into minimum viable products. Like, yeah. Don't go crazy. Thank goodness I didn't wait three years to post that first course. Totally. Yeah. Take your iPhone. <laughs> do not hire a videographer. Do not hire an audio person. Do not get a whole bunch of lights. Yeah. Like get a nice clean background in your house. Put up your your phone on a little mini tripod. You know, maybe bring over some of your own lights. Mm-hmm. Right. Or as just open up a window, be in front yeah. of a window yeah. and have the window facing as you. As long as they can see chest up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like not like really weird. Just your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I would teach five to 20 minute modules. So never go more than five to 20 minutes. After yeah. that, you start to get drop offs. Yeah. Unfortunately, we learned that the hard way. Um, and so teach, you know, five to 20 minutes, no more than three or four hours. Like don't go crazy on this first course. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I mean, you could, you, it could be a lot shorter than that. Oh. It could be 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, wait. Okay. So, a, so if you're going to charge for it, mm-hmm. I think it has to be an hour. And also, I think that a lot of uh, platforms require it to be 60 minutes. Okay. Well, really? Mm-hmm. So, um, as in you to me. As that sort of thing. If yeah. it's your own platform, you can do whatever you want. Correct. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're not going to charge for it, 30 minutes is great. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but if you're going to charge for it, I would say in at least 60 minutes because okay. it will help you get on other platforms if you choose to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have then, you know, 10 videos. Uh, I'd create um, one to 20 page PDF worksheets. Does Do not have to summarize the whole thing. Don't have to do transcripts. You don't have to do audio. One to 20 pages worksheet. Um, and then I would think about where you want it to live. So if you have a thousand true fans, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend Thinkific. It's a great platform. Any of, any of them are great. Um, so you can put it on your own website page. You know, ours is like com slash courses, whatever. Um, upload it on there and then launch it, which we can talk about launching. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, or if you don't have a thousand true fans, you could launch it on another platform. I highly recommend Udemy. I have tried Skillshare. So on Udemy, we have, I just pulled up my numbers. I was looking earlier. We have 146,000 students on Udemy. What? Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's insane. That's on Creative impressive. Live, we have um, 
I think, uh, 30 to 40,000 per course. Mm-hmm. We have four courses. Yeah. So these are, you can get really amazing numbers. Like I couldn't, I have a big audience and I can, I cannot get those numbers on yeah. my, yeah, totally. on my platform. Right. right. Now we should talk about revenue for mm-hmm. a second. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I always like being honest about this. So, yeah. um, most, uh, the, the LMS platforms often will just take a processing fee and a monthly fee. That's a Thinkific and stuff like that. LMS stand for, what is that? Learning management software. Okay, so that's stuff that I'm installing on my own website or my own domain. Right. That's my own courses. Uh, those are actually hosted. Okay, so they're, they're You don't hosted, have to install any software. But I mean, like, I'm doing this you for my own audience. You link to it from your website. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I should right. also mention, you can also do this with plugins. So mm-hmm. if you want to do it even more bootstrappy, yeah. you can. Because like Thinkific, I think, is like 99 to 299 a month depending mm-hmm. on how many you have. Yeah. But there's there's plugins like BuddyPress um, mm-hmm. or Kajabi, I think, that are way less. I think it's like $99 forever. Yeah. And you put it on your own website. So that's yeah. also an option. That's what, I mean, when Corbett started, that's what you were doing, right? You had some courseware, some, pl- like what was Startup Blog That Matters originally? It was just that like 13. It was just a, it was actually just a WordPress theme. WordPress theme, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then I had just some simple member plugin. Yeah. yeah. And uh I don't know, sold it through one shopping cart or something, something. like Perfect. that. Just kind yeah. of glued it together. Yeah. So that's, and that's easy. You can do that. That's the le- lowest cost option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would recommend trying to use a platform Yeah. because A, they teach you a lot about curriculum. Like their builders right. yeah. are exactly how you should be doing it. Yeah, curriculum. you're like, oh, yeah. I need a worksheet. I never <laughs> oh, thought of that. I need a course image. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to have a uh, promo that's 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, my course, like, so it actually, that gave me my checklist for creating my own courses. And it's going to have a far better student experience. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the revenue on that. Yeah. So um, so for Udemy, and this changes, I think it's similar for Skillshare. Again, the, the softwares on your own LMS could be 2 to 3%, depending on if you're using Stripe or not. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Um, so Udemy, it is, you keep 97% of the revenue that you make right mm-hmm. now. This okay. sometimes changes. Yeah. Uh, 50% of revenue on Udemy Organic. That means people searching in Udemy people skills or oh, okay. got it. body language. Yeah. And then 25% of paid user acquisition. Now, this is this scares people off. That's um, when... Is what when Udemy is paying for, for your ads. for ads about your course? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that scares you like twenty five percent. Here's how I look at it. That doesn't scare me. I'm like, wait, they're they're marketing my course yeah. for me. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's like I it's, didn't even have to but, hire a consultant. But if it's a hundred dollar course, you're only keeping twenty five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So it's just from, from that from that particular traffic, and they often discount. Yeah. So it's at the most you're right, getting twenty five dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they might have a sale where your course is fifty dollars. And you're keeping 12 and a half out of that. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I like to think of it as, you know, it's 25% of something versus nothing. However, I will say that it does lock you into a pricing system. Yeah. Um, you know, people think of my courses now as between 12 and $100. Okay. And it's been real hard to break out of that. Mm-hmm. So something to just consider is if you don't want to be in that sandbox, if you don't want to be in the $100 sandbox. Yeah then you might consider doing a platform where you can be charging more or they won't discount you. Yeah. You know, like you well, at, what sounds right. really great is, is this idea of, of playing with your first course, at least on Udemy, because it's your first one to see. Cause, but another, cause another thing is, is like when we were getting started in the beginning of Udemy, you could make a splash there relatively easy if right. you just checked enough of the boxes. Right. Now it's a very different ball game and hard to get discovered and hard to get the kind of recognition that you want. Right. Exactly. So, but they do have they do have all the platform and everything there for you to just put your plug your course right into it. Mm-hmm. 
That makes it nice and easy. And as you said, you keep 97% of revenue from people you send directly to buy that course. Which is the same as any of the LMSs because you're going to get a 3% Stripe fee. Yeah, right. Totally. So in that case, you know, there's an argument that you might as well use Udemy because if you send people there, especially if you don't have your own audience, Mm -hmm. um, if you send anyone there and they buy that, primes the pump in a way and Udemy goes oh this course is getting some traction maybe we should promote it within our that is exactly what happened to me Mm. that is exactly what happened is I launched with them I was sending some of my existing students to them they were like oh this is getting traction and they gave it even more traction however and I do not think there is a right answer here like I I think that it's you really have to think very carefully if you're going to do a platform or um, your own LMS if you send your student to Udemy for the course they get your student now, this means a lot of mm-hmm. things that I wasn't quite aware of when mm-hmm. I first started. Yeah. You do not get their emails. Yeah. So you do not know who bought. Mm-hmm. You get their names if yeah. they choose to put them in. You cannot follow up with them when you want. And they also will begin to sell your student on other courses. Yeah. So, for example, mm-hmm. I have seven courses on Udemy, an influence course, body language course, entrepreneurship course. And if someone, my student from sciencepeople.com mm-hmm. buys an entrepreneurship course, Udemy will then advertise other people's entrepreneurship. All of your competitors. Correct. So at this point, I'm guessing you aren't sending people to Udemy necessarily. You're using them for their organic. Not anymore. Not usually. And by the way, that would change if Udemy would give me, um, would would be a partner with me on emails. You hear that? If you're listening? If you're listening to me. Well, as soon as you said you don't get their emails, I'm like, well, that's how you get off my list. Like, that's just, that's the thing that's. You know what? I want to be able to re. I need to be able to get back in touch with people who have taken my course. No, you can't. Can you send an instructor message through the platform? You can. Good question. So yes, you can. There is all kinds of caveats on those Udemy messages. Mm. Um, they have very low deliverability. Mm-hmm. Um, you you cannot link to anything like right. any sign up. This is like trying to communicate with someone on Airbnb, right? It like yeah. strips everything yeah. out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Phone and, numbers. And you do yeah. get penalties. Like I sure. I have like now they call them like red flags you know like they like email me they're like you have incurred a red flag very serious um because and i get it like i i understand they're trying to keep their students inboxes pure like they don't want Mm -hmm. every instructor ever to be constantly messaging get on my newsletter get my newsletter so i get the reasoning behind it so that's hard the other option we haven't really talked about is creative live so if you're thinking about a course you should consider it Mm -hmm. um it's a totally different model so Creative Live, um, it's an awesome platform run by Chase Jarvis, and they have done amazing things for our business, so I'm a little bit biased in this. Yeah, sure. Um, so what they do is if you don't want to deal with the filming, you don't want to mm-hmm. deal with even the curriculum, you don't want to deal with any of that, you create the course in their studios. Mm-hmm. So you go, it's just like a book, publishing a book with right. traditional publishers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Except have, they have they have a producer. Somebody does your makeup before you go on. Like it's I mean, it is the full most service. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. full service. So yeah. like it's um, down, we I had a content producer. I had a line producer. I had like a slide producer. We had budget for props. Yeah. Mean, like it's an amazing. And it's, we have four courses with them. They're my favorite courses. You know, mm. like they're yeah, they're beautifully done because I it's like you know it's a three camera shoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, so what you with do, an audience with the yeah, and and you get to pick your audience. They they handpick them for you. Um, they're incredible to work with. Uh, but there is the but, which yeah. is it is a publishing model, which yeah. means they take eighty. To 90% of your revenue. Yeah, wow. But it's no upfront. So if they decided to, and you have to, like, it's, a, it, you have to really work to get a course with them. Like, you apply. I cold pitched them and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they say yes, they fly you to San Francisco or Seattle, 
They put you up. They do everything. So it's no investment from you up front, mm. um, but they own it. They mm. own it. Yeah. So like they're very different. And what's your rev split with them on those courses? It depends on the course. Okay. So you negotiate with them. You negotiate. your course. Yeah, because okay. I have, I have um, four courses. So one was a three-day course, Power Body Language. One was a 30-day course, Whoa. an hour each day, Mastery People Skills. One was uh, four days, Happiness, Power of Happiness. And then the last one was a short one. So it was uh, the Power of Negotiation. So that was just three hours. Okay. So they're all different, all yeah. different kinds of models. But somewhere in the range of you're going to net 10 to 20% of of sales correct yeah and that includes discounting and all that kind of stuff that you were talking about now there's another reason to use these platforms right which is purely for the exposure of it it can be a lead magnet in a way so you might even have a course for free on udemy right Mm -hmm. just in order to expose people to what you teach so this is um exactly and i highly recommend creating a free course on udemy along with your paid course. And this is, we get back to like, never build a course without thinking about the marketing first. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. the location. Yeah. Because when I'm going to put a course on Udemy, I create it differently than when I'm going to create a course for my LMS. Mm. When I create a course for Creative Live, I create it totally differently. Like Creative Live, it's all free. I, don't, I didn't even mention that. You can watch it for free first. They broadcast free and then you buy. Mm. So my teaching is totally different than Udemy where you only get one free preview. Yeah. Yeah. And they buy it. Mm-hmm. So um, I highly recommend creating a free course for your website and Udemy. Mm-hmm. If you have an LMS, it's it's a great way to teach your students yeah. how to take a course with you, mm. whether that's Thinkific or Teachable or BuddyPress. And what to expect. And-, and they sign up early, right? So like if you have a lead magnet, like for example, we had a, a free course. I think it's actually still up on Udemy. You can go, it's old. Oh, don't mm-hmm. go get it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it was seven scientifically proven steps to increase your influence. It's a free course, right? I created one for my website and one for Udemy. And when someone wanted it, they would sign up to my LMS. So they created an account. So that when they wanted to buy something, they already had a user account. They already knew the LMS software. Mm. They already knew it worked yep. really well. Yeah. Same thing on Udemy. Yeah. yeah. Got it. All right. Interesting. Okay. So we've talked some serious shop mm. on some advanced serious. course stuff. Yeah. We have looked at a lot of the platforms that people can choose from mm-hmm. in this. For me, the takeaway on that platform conversation, just because there's a lot of information there, is kind of what you were saying. Try this first free thing. Yeah. Do a free course on Udemy. Doesn't cost anything. Like it doesn't lose you revenue. It gets you exposure. Exactly. It uh, for all of these things. You know, try try it out. Yeah, and if you don't have an audience, then if you don't have an audience. That's where you're you know, gonna start. Then that's where you're gonna start. Right. So, I do think some of the most important stuff we talked about in here was the uh, thinking through the content of the course and this really important idea that if your course is not completable. You know, if the, if it's if people are losing steam, not only as Vanessa said, it's hard to get started on a course. So you want to try to find a way to make it easy for them with giving by giving away the free first lesson or something like that. But it's hard to complete a course when you've got you know diapers to change and food to put on the table and work to do and trains to take to work every day and stuff like this. So finding a way to make it actually an enjoyable and interesting and a uh, a fulfilling course mm-hmm. in some way. the more money and time you spend there, the better when you start getting to the level where you're earning your living selling courses, which Mm -hmm. is where a lot of people are getting to these days. So this is a little bit of an advanced conversation about that stuff, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. I love you, Vanessa Van Edwards. Yes, I hope hope this didn't 
scare you off because I really do think that online courses is the next it's the next future of books right that's where we're going yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for at least now, I'm, I'm wondering what's after courses because I feel like there's something we gotta oh, figure that out oh I have an idea oh I have ideas guys oh boy really oh boy we'll talk about yeah. that in the next yeah. episode, the next episode yeah. thanks awesome. for coming on for the second time Vanessa might be the, the only person who's been on twice I think she's the only two timer yeah you're yeah. the first two timer and, and it's not the last time oh, we're gonna yes. have you on again oh great I love it okay well thank you Vanessa for joining us and thanks uh, Corbett Barr for just being yeah, well, you know, you I know, do what I can. Awesome, kind Corbett. of a sleazy old man. I don't know what you do. Oh, I mean, no, that was rude. Was that rude? I was looking for a laugh on that. And, <laughs> and it, thanks, Chase, for being I you. I triggered it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, listen, guys, that was The Fizzle Show, episode 235. I loved having this conversation with Vanessa. If you liked it, too, send out a shout-out to her on social media and check her out. You will find links to her and notes on this conversation at fizzleshow.co slash 235. That's fizzleshow.co slash 235. Here's an iTunes review from Valerie in the U.S. of A. who says, Amazing and inspiring. The best indie entrepreneur startup podcast out there. I've been listening to your podcast every single episode for over a year now. With each passing episode, i become more and more hungry to start a business as a health coach that I have wanted to start for years since I graduated studying nutrition. With your encouragement and in teachings and humor... The bubble has finally popped and the voice in my head is so loud that I'm ready to go all in and just freaking do it. Awesome, Valerie. Good luck. Break a leg. Valerie was on Fizzle Friday the other day. Mm. She joined in Fizzle for the... Hey, Valerie, thanks for leaving us an iTunes review. And all the other listeners out there, if you leave us an iTunes review, we love reading them out and hearing what your ideas are. Just go to the iTunes store, search for Fizzle, and click write a review. In closing, here's a quote from one of my creative demigods elizabeth gilbert who says fear is always triggered by creativity because creativity asks you to enter into realms of uncertain outcome and fear hates uncertain outcome there's nothing to be ashamed of in this it is however something to be dealt with find care take care serve hard and dig in y'all thanks and i'll talk to you next week on the fizzle show